Well, Nicole, another episode, another day, another Della. I got my glass of wine and I'm ready to rant. Heck yeah, we're ready to go. I got my tequila in hand with a big old ice cube and lots of opinions. I got lots of advice and lots of feelings. Uh, Yes, you do. (laughs) Shall we get to it? Let's go. (laughs) Here's another episode of Inside the Agency. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Nicole. I got my wine. <laughs> I got my tequila. I, I literally was like, I knew we were going to podcast and I'm like, it's just now habit. I just have to have it with me. I just said, oh, I'm going to go get some water. And Nicole's going, well, I got my tequila. I'm like, oh, fuck that then. I'm getting my wine. <laughs> so, so much for hydration. We're ready to hydrate podcast. the hell out of us. Yeah, That's exactly. right. Well, I got both. I got water and tequila. Oh my God. Oh my God. So guys, yes, everything is busy, but I want to talk about something before we get into some fun questions. We are in what's called the spring slump. This is the time. Slow down. (laughs) It's not showdown. Slow down. I was a showdown. Every year after pilot season, we get a bit of a quiet time between March and June. I know that sounds like a really long period, but it's when the show's swap into movie the week auditions. And then June is when the pickups of the shows and June to December is normally the busier part of the year. So I know you're all probably going stir crazy out there. I know a bunch that you are busy, but like I said, majority are movie the weeks right now, which is not always everyone's forte. I love this time of year because we can actually catch our breath and catch up on administrative stuff. Like resumes, demos at like admin. So we, as agents kind of love it because we get to take a bit of a breather after this hectic time. And I love it because we constantly get frantic calls from clients wondering what the fuck is going on and why haven't I gotten audition yet? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's for me, like, it's a bit strange today. I was hitting my email, refreshing it, going, something's got to be wrong. Something's got to be wrong with the server. No, We're just not getting 600 emails like we're used to a day because we are in the spring slowdown. (laughs) Now, listen, I know you're going to have that one or two actor friends that are getting a lot of auditions and that's happening for us too. There are a bunch of people that are getting a ton and then there's other actors that are getting none. I wish it was fair. I wish it was even. It's not. Welcome to the entertainment business. It's not fair. (laughs) Nope. But you know what? You don't need to worry because your agent is there looking and finding everything that they possibly can put you in for. Exactly. Well, as long as you have a good agent who's working and not taking this time to go get a good tan because you should be inside (laughs) being safe. Anyways, no, get outside, go for a walk, get some sun on your face. I mean, for me, I'm so white from working 12 hour days and having no weekends off and no evenings off. So I think I'm going to do a spray tan tonight. I think it's time to look a little bit more, um, glowy alive. Yeah. I I, (laughs) I'm kind of looking like a zombie right now, but it means I'm working hard for you. So I know Nicole and I have received some great questions from ITA listeners, you fabulous actors, you. So thank you for all of your questions. They're awesome and really good. Yeah. So let's get started. Yeah. Um, we had one question. What's our day-to-day activity? What does it look like? I'll tell you what mine looks like. (laughs) (laughs) So with Michelle and I, based on the roles that we play within the company, I'm on self-tape uploads and sending out self-tape or auditions. Um, So my day is 
first thing in the morning, I go through all of the self tapes that have been sent to me and I get them uploaded right away onto the casting site. So we don't lose the link. And then I start sending out all of the auditions that have been sent to us. That's a quick little snapshot. And then of course you're getting hundreds of emails. So you're replying to emails, letting people know if they're pinned, checking availability requests, sending stats if there's re like negotiations for clients, that sort of thing. So that's kind of a, a little snippet nutshell what my day looks like. I'm going to give you an idea of what my day looks like. Are you ready? <laughs> I normally wake up about 738. I look at my phone, probably have about 10 text messages, most of them urgent. Um, from either casting directors or actors, either having an issue or something exciting is happening, like an offer is coming in. Of course, nothing goes slow in this industry. It's like slow, nothing's happening or hurry up. It's fucking urgent. The world's on fire. It, it should have been done yesterday. It should have been done yesterday. And listen, we are that agency that when we get an email, we respond within five minutes, two minutes. Like the latest I think I've ever responded to an email is like an hour, which is very very normal. Just it's abnormal. Just so you know, if your agent takes the whole day to get back to you, please know that's very normal. I am me and Nicole are both perfectionists and I have ADHD and OCD and we're, I don't know we're both type A lots DDs <laughs> and type A. So we, I worry that if I don't get on it now, it's going to build up anyways. I always check my emails. I normally wake up to about 80 emails minimum. And that is after checking them up until 1130 the night before. So keep in mind, if you are emailing your agent after hours, give them the time to respond to you during work hours. Cause it's always interesting when I wake up and someone's like, did you get my date? Did you get my email? Did you see I changed my hair color? But they sent it at 1am and they're checking at 9am. If I've looked at it, well, guess what? I've just woke up to 80 to hundred fucking emails. So give me a moment. Cause so far I haven't peed. I haven't showered and I'm already responding to you assholes for like 80 times over. So I then try to attempt to have some kind of a shower or bath. Yes, I'm clean. I am not a dirty girl. And then I go straight to work and that's it. I will be lucky if I see food by two or 3 PM, which is really bad. And yeah. Let's just say my cortisol levels are through the fucking roof. But right away, as soon as I sit at my desk, I check my emails. I go through and see which ones are the most urgent. And it's like a triage system. So think about the hospital. Are you bleeding? Are you open heart surgery needed? Or are you needing a fucking Band-Aid? So if you just need a Band-Aid, you can wait. But if you have your heart stopping because it's an urgent email, you're getting attention first. So actors, please realize we have to go in a triage system of what's more important first. Then that's what I do for my self tapes yeah. as well. I yes, do triage. Exactly. So it's based on the, it's based on the deadline. I can't tell mm -hmm. you how many actors do the same thing to me. They send their tape after hours and then they're, they're messaging me or texting me or something first thing in the morning before I've even got to my desk and saying, did you get my tape? Did you get my tape? It's like, first off, it's not due till five o'clock tonight. So you're okay. It will get done. It'll get uploaded. Plus, please know too, if your agent has given you a deadline, it's probably the deadline for them. They're giving themselves a buffer to upload it. Yes. I just wanted to add that in. <laughs> yes, but that does not mean you go past your deadline or go no. right up to your deadline. Come on, you guys, if you're given a deadline, we've mm -hmm. talked about this before in the podcast, be responsible. Don't be a procrastinator. Don't sit there and want drama in your life and wait till the last minute. So you can have a panic to get something on tape, get yourself organized. So then as soon as I've gone through like a hundred emails, remember I've barely showered. I might have peed. 
I will then start looking at breakdowns and there should be about 50 every morning. Now, just so you know, cause we're in the spring slowdown, there's about five. So it's to give you the, the difference of what we'll see in January, February, March, June to December, and what we see in like March, April, May. Uh, at that same time, I'm doing breakdowns. I'm normally responding again to another, I would say I get two to three emails a minute. So work that out. And then I'm answering phone calls. I'm negotiating. I'm pitching. I am handling clients that are having meltdowns, booking people, celebrating over the phone, doing Zoom calls, uh, picking headshots, signing contracts, approving contracts, negotiating with lawyers if it's a, you know, option agreement. So what I really want you guys to understand is that there is a lot going on behind the scenes. And I understand it. If you're not getting any attention, you may think they're not working for you, but they could have worked already an hour a day for you and you would have no clue. So just keep that in mind. But that's, that's to give an example of our day. So I then finish work. Well, we'd like to say we finish work at 630, but really Nicole and I go till about 730 strong. And then I'm normally checking emails all the way to 11 o'clock. Last night, I was sending out Zoom uh, links till 1030. So keep in mind, your agent no longer has any personal time. Weekends, Nicole and I swap off. I don't know what your agents are doing, but holy shit. Like, what do we get? Over 150 emails this weekend? And they were all important. Yeah, I was working quite a bit on Sunday. We were receiving these deadlines from casting. They're asking them for them Saturday. They're asking for them Sunday. Your, your agent is not necessarily collecting all the tapes to upload for Monday morning. Um, sometimes it's the reasons why is because those are the deadlines for the agents. So yeah, it's happening. We have, I can't remember the last time we've had a weekend where we have not had a self-tape deadline on that the That was weekend. over a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But listen, it was during COVID when everything was shut down. (laughs) So listen, some casting directors are on sending us a self tape on Friday and they're saying it's a deadline Sunday at noon. So we may have to tell you it's a deadline Sunday at 10 because on Sunday we're not sitting at our computers. We'd actually like to get outside. I'd like to get a bit of a tan. I'd like to move my body so I don't become 300 pounds. Not like there's anything wrong with being 300 pounds. I just would like to not be 300 pounds. So what I'd like to tell everybody is if you are getting a deadline on the weekend, it does not mean that we're collecting tapes and going to upload them in our leisure. It means that we're actually forgetting and like foregoing our weekend. And that means we are working for you. So please be respectful, please be responsible and please get your fucking tapes in on time. Cause it means that we can maybe go outside and get some groceries or maybe actually go on a date. Like I'm not talking about unhealthy dates, social distance, or if you have a partner, but right now we have no life, none. So please be respectful. So anyways, that is to give you a nutshell of what's happening behind the scenes with your agency. Mm-hmm. We're all different. Keep that in mind. As part of this question, he was asking about um, actor submissions. So with regards to actor submissions, actors are being submitted every single day, multiple times a day based on the characters that are coming out in the breakdowns. So, hey, you might have a busy week where they're looking for males, 20, all ethnicities. Great. There might be another week where they're looking for kids, all age 12. Awesome. Based on the breakdowns that come in, we are being submitted and you are not being forgotten. If you're on our list, you are, you are part of us and we are submitting you. 
But this is the thing. There are times that an actor will be very busy and get multiple auditions a week. And there'll be a time that it could be a two or three week slump. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you've been forgotten. But like Nicole said, we can't predict what characters, what ethnicities, what roles, what, you know, are age really going to be wanted age ranges. The weird part is for, and especially this is interesting for kids, kids. It's, it's very interesting. Basically kids, the busiest time for kids are between six and eight and 10 and 12. After that, it jumps to about 16. And that's all because different ages equal different amount of hours they can work. So if you are a 16 or 17 year old, the shitty part is they normally want an 18 year old plus to play 16. And so there's this weird void between 16 and 18. That's a tough time for teens because a production will get away with longer hours and no guardian needed on set if you're 18 plus playing 16. But if you're 16, there's a guardian, there's shorter hours they can work you. So keep that in mind, depending on your age, especially if you're a child or a teen actor, it can be very different depending what's happening and what's what's being wanted. Other times they want authentic 15, authentic 16, and it's very well explained. So just keep in mind, that happens as well as right now we're really seeing a rise on wonderful roles between 40s and 60s for both men mm -hmm. and women. So if you know any great 60s and late 50s and even 70-year-old actors, send them our way because we can't find you. We have a few, but mm -hmm. every day there's at least 10 to 20 roles that are incredible. So just know that you are being taken care of. Now, if you and your agent haven't communicated in a while, it is important to touch base. Now, I hate the subject line, touching base. I want to puke when I see that. Like, just put, hey, or how's it going? Or checking in. I don't know why touching base rubs me the wrong way, but I just know it's about an actor that's going to start asking me a ton of questions and why they're not getting out. We know when you're not getting out, but I know it's important for you to reach out and have that communication with your agent. So just try to make it in a more playful way. You know, address it like, hey, is there anything I can do? How are my headshots serving me? Do I need to work on a different demo? Um, but also buyer beware, watch out that agents will take opportunities if they're lazy, and I'm, this is not us, to give you reasons why you're not getting out. So just make sure that the reasons sound legitimate. And if they do feel strange to you, also check in with like a coach or two or a couple actor friends, get their opinion on what you're being told because that can also be a red flag. I know a lot of actors, I went to college with them. I'm still friends with them today. I find actors get each other's kind of going. And um, it is interesting because they could, you know, there could be one girl saying, oh, I'm going out for all these roles and I'm, I'm auditioning and I'm getting all these roles. However, she might be of a certain ethnicity and maybe that ethnicity is popular right now. And that's what they're looking for versus someone that is not that ethnicity. Maybe this person speaks a specific language that you don't necessarily speak. Don't get down on yourself about that because someone else might have something that this particular role is looking for. So don't take it into your head too much that you're not auditioning. They might be auditioning because they're looking for someone that speaks French and you don't speak French. So why would you be auditioning for that role? Think about it, dig a little deeper and don't get into your head about it. We as agents are concerned when someone hasn't gone out for an audition in a while, we're aware of it as well. And we want to make sure that you feel like you are also being taken care of from an agency perspective. So this is the big thing. I think the hard part is, is if you have a lot of actor friends, please don't compare yourself. 
stay in your own lane. You are unique. You are not the same. Even if you think you look alike, if there's two young women or two young men, guess what? You may have a very different essence that casting picks up on. And so you may not read for the same roles. So the big note is stay in your lane and try not to compare your career with another's. It's one straight road to depression and we don't want you guys to get down. So stay focused. So moving on, what else did we have? We've been asked. Okay. So could you validate or touch base on the processes for actors and myself? If my agent is managing a ton of people, has my agent forgotten about me? Well, if they're a good agent and they care, they haven't forgotten about you. And like Nicole was just saying, we have our finger on the pulse and we, we really watch who's doing well and who's not and who's getting in and who's not. So to us, it's not a numbers game. We don't rep a lot of people. This is more of a boutique agency. Some agencies do. So watch how many people your agent reps. I mean, if, if they rep South of a hundred people, I don't know, sorry, I should say North, North a hundred people, <laughs> uh, you know, you may want to talk to them and see if there's anything that can be done. And if not, it might be time for a change. Because there's a lot of agents out there that only manage 40 people or 50 people or 60 people, but also watch if they manage and share with another LA representative or New York representative or London representative, because then you can afford to have more talent on your roster because you're not the only one carrying the weight. Although it seems to feel like we are always carrying the weight, even with amazing teams in Los Angeles and New York. We're so. just too good, Michelle. That's, that's a problem. We're so good. We're so good. <laughs> I booked a role a couple of months ago. I haven't been booking on any recent auditions. Has my agent lost faith in me? If so, is there lower? Are they going to submit me less? Nope, absolutely not. We want to, we want to celebrate your successes. There are people that book something or they have a great run and they book multiple roles and then it's, there's nothing. You need to understand about this industry. There's ebbs and flows when it, when it flows, enjoy, indulge, you know, be there. And when it, when it's, when it's not flowing, it's okay. Take a break, step back, relax, enjoy yourself and don't worry. It's just part of the industry. There's no rhyme or reason to it and no one can even predict it. So when it's flowing, go with it. When it's not, don't fight against it. Okay. So I'm going to be devil's advocate because I love what Nicole just said. And yes, that is how we treat our actors. And that's how we are. I do know a lot of agents that if an actor isn't booking, they start losing faith. And that's just the truth. And, and look, it's very important. I'm not trying to say that is your agent. I'm just trying to say that if you have been on a roster for six months to a year and not booked a single gig, obviously it's like anything. It's like being in a relationship and not falling in love. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're all going on all these dates, but you're not falling in love. They're not saying, I love you. It kind of feels like you're on that hamster wheel that's not moving forward. So just know that if you do have this doubt in your mind that your agent doesn't believe in you, please reach out. I can't tell you the amount of times an actor has said, I thought you might've lost faith or trust or belief in me. And oh my God, it breaks my heart when they say this, because that's not our situation. I love everyone I rep. And if I don't feel that love, we let them go because I think it's only fair to that you should feel feel that connection to your team. But there are teams out there that if you book really well in the beginning, and then you have a very long drought, there is a chance you guys need to rekindle and have a little, you know, 
chat and just make sure that the the love is still there and that they still believe in you. It's not a big deal for you to reach out and say, Hey, just making sure, you know, I think my, my favorite term is just making sure you haven't lost that love and feeling. When I've had a manager slow down submitting one of my clients, or I've had a big agency in the States slow down on submitting my clients, I can see the change and I feel it too. And my first thing is, do you still have that love and feeling about that client? And so just, you know, it's not just about you uh, getting the attention from your agent. It's also agents and the co-agents that have to check in and be like, do you still have this passion for this client? Are you still believing in this client? And that's very important to have those conversations. Like I would say every six months to a year, it's very important to have that connection. Definitely check in. Like, like Michelle was saying, you want to check in with your agent, especially if you are feeling a little off or weird. You would be surprised sometimes we will get an email from a client that we love and adore. And all of a sudden we get this email from out of the blue sometimes that they aren't feeling that connection or, or something. And we want to make sure that, you know, it's like a, it's like a, you're dating someone forever. You think everything's going great. And then all of a sudden for out of the blue, they're just like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Or I don't know if you even like me or something silly. Have those conversations with your agents, make sure you're on the same page and make sure that you do have those touch bases to reconnect because sometimes you do lose touch and each client is going to be different and need a different type of relationship with their agent, but make sure that you say something before you start jumping ship, because sometimes just clearing the air will make a huge difference. And you might realize that there's been a complete misunderstanding or you have a completely different perspective of something that isn't really even there or true. I think it's important to check under the hood. That's my saying, check Mm -hmm. under the hood, make sure everything's okay. Now, listen, please do not do this to your agent. Every two weeks, you will get fired (laughs) or you will lose the love and feeling from that agent. Make sure that it's, it's a natural kind way of checking in. And by the way, you know, I think it's a shame. I used to check in with my clients way more often. I'm sorry. I don't anymore guys, but normally what I tend to do is the ones that are booking because I'm communicating with them there is more of that uh, communication going. So you kind of always know where each other stands. Although as Nicole was just mentioning, the occasional email will come through like once a year where a client has decided to part ways with our wonderful company. Why would you do that? But that's okay. We support you. We love you. We know it's all about change. And sometimes it's, it's, it's about, you know, a new start. Uh, But some of the things that are said below my mind, Because just like Nicole said, your agent might think you are the coolest or very incredible talent. And you might think think that they've lost faith in you. So isn't that horrible? Sometimes us as people take the negative before seeing the positive. And I don't know if you've ever studied this, but I think it's something like out of everything that happens to us, we acknowledge the bad 80% more than the good. And what's strange is when something good happens to us, we only celebrate it for a very minute time. But if something bad happens to us, we dwell in it. And I'm not talking about something horrible, like death (laughs) or something that really does 
rock your world. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about a breakup or, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't get a job. What I'm trying to say is that we need, like Nicole said, we need to celebrate our wins. We need to celebrate even the simple success of signing with a great agent or having good communication with that agent and really enjoying the journey because it is a journey. It's not about when I'm successful, I will be happy then. When I book this big job, I am worthy of love from my agent. When I book a series, my career will take off. Guess what? I hate to tell you, I have had clients that all those things have happened to. And guess what? If they put that attachment to that success, they don't get it. So just because you book a series regular or a lead on a movie or a huge reoccurring guest, it doesn't mean that you are not, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to struggle. Unfortunately, in this industry, you can book the most beautiful job. And if the next job doesn't come at the right time that you can springboard from one to another, you may have a bit of a low and something happens during that low that no one really talks about. And it's actually like a little bit of a depression. It's like the character you've played for a season or the character you've played for three or four weeks on a movie, you have to say goodbye to. And because you've connected to this person, even though it's a make-believe and it's who you've acted with, it's still a bit of grieving. So I want everyone to understand that even if you get those lows and you have that dead time between your next booking, you have to be okay with it. You have to decide this time was needed and it's not detriment. And can I be honest with you? I (laughs) also think- Always be honest with me. I also think that you would be amazed how many times there are very successful actors that someone who is new in the business, just starting out is looking at and thinking, oh my God, they have this huge resume and they've got all of these credits and they must be going out for all of these things, but they have the same insecurities, questions, depression, frustration, um, you know, letdowns just as much as the new actor does. So Mm -hmm. never like, like Michelle said, stay in your lane. Everyone deals with these types of feelings and it's okay. But even I was at a Emmy nomination for the bodyguard. I don't know if you guys saw the Richard Madden series, the bodyguard. It was amazing. It was now, I think we're a couple years old now because of COVID. It feels like it was last year, but we have to add a year because it's like last year didn't exist. Um, I met him at the Academy office because it was a bodyguard premiere slash Emmy celebration. And I went up and talked to him and I said, you know, I've followed your career. I loved you on Game of Thrones. This series was incredible. And I'm like, you've picked such beautiful roles. And he turned around and he goes, you really think so? You think it's good? And I said, you've got a long career. You're, you're killing it. And he goes, oh my God, thank you so much. It was, it's always so crazy when you meet these people. Like I met some people from Shameless. I met some people from Ozark and, you know, some of the leads are, you can see that even though they've gained the success, they feel they could lose it in a moment. And it's true. So guess what? It's fucking precious. So hold on to it, but believe in yourself. I know we had another question that I found was an interesting one because this happens all the time. The question was, I've seen the same casting director many times now over, you know, self-tape. Obviously they like my work, but I haven't seen them in a while. Are they tired of seeing my face? This is a good one. So this is my answer. When a casting director sees you multiple times, it means they are a fan. A casting director doesn't repeat, ask, and request you if they don't love what you're doing. Now, if there is a drought or a strange space where you don't hear about them or see anything, it could be that they've changed their type of project they're casting or that they are just giving a rest because if they're casting the same show over and over again and the producers have read you numerous times. So I'm just going to go back and 
kind of explain this. So let's say you have read for a casting director for multiple projects and you're not booking. There's a good chance that you've been shortlisted or close to shortlisting every single time because casting won't waste their time seeing you numerous times. But if you do get this strange pause, it's strange because when we have actors checking in being like, hey, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while, we'll make a comment be like, well, they're now casting for Disney and everything is 12 to 16 and you're 30 or, Hey, they're on hiatus because they've taken two months off. Cause sometimes casting does that. Look, this job gives you burnout. Let me tell you, I am asking if it's Christmas yet. And it's fucking May 4th. <gasps> I should say May, <laughs> not May 4th. It's gonna be May. May. No, it's May. It's May. It's May. Um, so just so you know, it can be multiple reasons, but you know, I'm telling you right now, if you ever shit the bed, casting will tell us but if you do a good job or a great job or a job that they feel is still strong, we hear nothing, which I know drives you actors nuts. I know you'd love to hear, but unless you royally fuck shit up, we hear nothing. So just know that. No feedback is good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funniest thing that happened recently is a casting director who is also a good friend of mine reached out and was laughing so hard. I'm like, what's going on? And they said, well, I was watching all these self tapes and one was uploaded by mistake. I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, the actor was going, reading the lines, doing well. And all of a sudden the actor stops and was like, fuck shit. And the coach is like, well, that's what happens when you don't learn your lines. And they uploaded the wrong tape. So casting got the fuck up, not the good tape that should have been seen. So guess what? That agent not watching the client's work, which is very poor form, but also you should be watching your own work. So don't blame your agent, blame yourself for sending shit in the first place. And then your agent should have caught it. That's, that's my rant. There you go. That's the rant. Mm -hmm. I think the nice thing I know that with the feedback, especially with COVID and with everyone self-taping right now, the casting directors are loving it because in some ways they can see more actors with the self-taped and they're seeing a lot of new actors, which was really nice and refreshing. Yeah. I just, it's, it's interesting. Like the biggest feedback I've been getting from casting directors lately is especially, and I'm, I'm not trying to pinpoint, but if you are a Caucasian actor right now, between the age of 20 and 35, you have to stand out. There are not a lot of Caucasian roles out there right now. So do me a favor, do a self tape that feels safe that you love, and then do one that is a bold choice to make you stand out, send both links to your agent to see which one they think will sell you best right now. Self tapes. You should not be sending just one take of each scene or one take of one scene. Casting cannot redirect you right now. So why are you not showing them a variety of what you can do now? Sometimes in the notes, casting will specify only one take, but most of the time they're open to two. So take advantage of showing them two ways that you can play this character. Also, you know, stand out. Like it's so funny. One of our clients sent a self tape today and I laughed so hard because they were supposed to be like a vendor in a movie theater. And the guy actually put on an outfit and had the box in front of him and had the treats. And yes, a lot of cast members don't like props, but I have to tell you my favorite self tape I've seen in like a week because it stood out. Now, listen, I'm not telling you to do something completely outrageous. I'm just saying, get creative. So if you don't know if your agent would like the creative option, please send that safe neutral option that you love, but it's not bold. 
but do me a favor, send a bold one too. Just separate them so they can choose which one they'd like to put forward. And guess what? They might put both forward. And what we've been noticing is the actors that are taking chances right now are getting seen and booked. So take a chance. And read the notes and put this late at the end for each of the tapes. If that's yes. what they're requesting you to do. <laughs> yes. I am a big fan of never putting a slate right off the top slates. Even some of my best and most amazing actors suck at slating because slating, you're just standing there, the pan up and down. Nowadays, most of you can't even pan up and down. So you're taking a photo of yourself standing there and then you're talking next to it, which is very cool. I have to say, I'm very impressed by this new way of slating. Um, but do me a favor. One, be warm in your slate. Don't do your character in your slate. I know everybody loves to do that right now because you're not seeing people in person. Make sure your slate is how we've said before is the intro to you and your personality. And if you are a good person, be charming, be humble, be wonderful, because that's what the producers are meeting. And then, so then do your audition. And at the end, put your slate. Now, if it's asking for a front slate, you got to put the slate at the top, but never put the slate at the top. If it's not requested because guys, slating sucks. And I have to say it just right away. I'm like, Meh. that's the it noise throws, I make. It, I have to say it throws you out of the character because you do see the person. And sometimes it's true. People are uncomfortable and awkward in slates. Then they go into this crazy character, for example. So I think personally, I like it better when it starts with the character that they're trying to yeah. play. And then at the end, just say, Hey, I'm Nicole. I'm with performers. Have a great day, whatever. And then it's a bit more friendly. And then it's at the end and then they get a chance to see you as a person and not you in your character, which I think is exactly. a really great, um, combination. It is. I think it's time to drink more wine and, and go enjoy the sunshine since it's a quiet day and I haven't seen sunshine in days. So that's right. Nicole, you might as well enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy outside. this quiet time while it, while we can. Yeah. So listen, guys, we are always here for you. Please reach out. Listen, I know sometimes it's hard. I know this year has been brutal. I go through the same ups and downs. I'm sure your agent is. I'm sure your friends are. I'm sure your family is. Just everybody stay safe. Everybody stay as positive as you can. And if you need any advice or you just need someone to help, please reach out. We are here to help you. It's not about wanting to rep you or wanting to do anything other than personally, just make sure every actor feels one, that they have the attention that they need and just the help that they need. It is a tough decision to pick the right agent. It is a tough decision to decide what the right roles are or if you should be doing student films or anything. If your headshots are selling you correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And thank you also to all the, all the listeners out there that have sent in their questions. We really do appreciate it. And we're happy to give you our two cents. So cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Time to go out and play in the sun. Yay. 